Yes, Book Talk on WRBI. Uh, it's uh, the Tuesday edition of the Daily Pod. As always, Book Talk. And we welcome to the program Chris from the bookshelf in downtown Batesville. Chris flying solo today, but, uh, you know, that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get through it. And uh, hopefully... Oh, uh, we'll get through it, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Yeah, there's a lot of debuts coming out, which is kind of what we expected after the last two weeks of over 600 books coming out every week. So, yeah, lots of stuff moving around. Very good. Very good. Well, let's, uh, should we dive right in? Let's just, let's just do that. And so we'll start out with the indie bestsellers, as Mary does usually at this time. Um, so we'll start with hardcover fiction. Uh, the Sea of Tranquility is still number one by Emily St. John Mandel. Uh, it's doing very well on uh, all bestseller lists. Time is a Mother, number two by Ocean Zong, a collection of uh, poetry. The Candy House by Jennifer Egan is doing, uh, hanging in there at number three on the indie bestseller list. Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus uh, is number four. And rounding out the top five is The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley. Uh, we do have three debuts on the list. Um, City of Fire by Don Winslow has been getting a lot of buzz um, on the Internet. And um, debuts on our list at number seven. Uh, it's always also debuting on the uh, USA Today um, we'll, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. There's also uh, Adriana Trudiani, who is a very popular writer and very actually uh, um, popular in Batesville, for that matter. And it's The Good Left Undone is debuting at number 11. It's, uh, it's going to be another one of her multi-generational stories, lots of characters, and I think it ends up during the Second World War, which is just a lot of books out right now, fiction, um, literary fiction, that kind of concerns things that are going on during the Second World War. And our last debut of the day in hardcover fiction is A Metal and Bone by T. Kingfisher, who is uh, well known for her fantasy and science fiction. Uh, this new book is about a princess and a gang of of how shall we say this kind of goofballs who are uh, trying to fight off an evil prince this is uh, fantasy it's about witches and um, all kinds of fun things so let's make sure my computer comes back up here thank you very much so let's switch over to um, non-fiction hardcover Atlas of the Heart Atlas up, just had to take a drink. Atlas of the Heart by Benet Brown is number one. Crying in H Mart, uh, uh, Michelle Zahner is uh, at number two with her memoir. Debuting at number three is Finding Me, a memoir by Viola Davis. And, of course, this has been on a lot of talk shows and all around uh, this coming out about 
how she kind of came from nothing and made it as a um, Oscar-winning actress, um, and how she wasn't even um, she had problems not only as a black woman finding roles, um, you know, breaking that breaking that line of, of uh, white uh, uh, actors to play. That the, the the other black actors really didn't accept her very well in in some of the things that she said, which was I think kind of um, you know interesting. Uh, so this is doing real well, debuting at number three. The boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse, and of course this is here at number four by Charlie Mackesee. It's graduation time, and this is a great book. It's uh, kind of taken a place right along with Dr. Seuss. Uh, at graduation. Bill Browder's The Freezing Order rounds out the top five. We've got a couple more debuts, debuting at number six, How to Tell a Story, The Essential Guide to Memorable Storytelling from the Moth. And of course, the Moth is that um, uh, internet fantastic, you know, um, kind of like a blog that, that teaches people how to do all kinds of things. And so in this one, it's how Learn to Be a Storyteller. And it's got some really good writers and storytellers, including Meg Bowles, Catherine Burns, uh, Sarah Austin. That's just a set. That's just a few that are um, uh, telling stories and telling you how to become a storyteller. Debuting at number 11, I'll Show Myself Out, Essays on Midlife and Motherhood. Uh, this is by Jesse Klein, who is a comedy writer. I think she's won an Emmy <clears throat> for her writing on television. Um, I think one of the things that um, I, I found interesting when I was reading through this book was that she feels that tequila makes her a better mother. <laughs> Sometimes I can agree with that. <laughs> oh, it's a lot of fun. It's funny. It's, that's just what she does. Uh, debuting at number three is Unmasked, um, My uh, Solving America's Cold Cases by Paul Holes. And uh, this is a dude who actually uh, found the Golden State Killer, uh, among others. That's what he does. He gets into these cold cases, um, <clears throat> published by uh, Celadon Books. And, um, you know, they have that that um, program on on the streaming about all about cold cases and how they found people now, of course, uh, with DNA and it's just a captivating memoir of a life dedicated to cold cases. So if this is kind of your bag, this is absolutely the book for you. Um, let's move on to the paperback. The Fiction, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, still at number one. Clara and the Sun by Kazuo Ishiguro uh, is coming in at number two. Did very well on hardcover. Where the Crawdads Sing, Delia Owens. I truly believe that this will be on the bestseller list all summer long, especially when this uh, movie comes on. I think it might be Netflix. They put this into a movie. Colleen Hoover, here she is at number four. Uh, it ends with us and Madeline Miller still with us at number five, The Song of Achilles. And of course, Colleen Hoover has like three other books on the bestseller list. 
as well as Madeline Miller has their seats. Oh, William by Elizabeth Strout is coming out in paperback. Uh, came out uh, last week and it hits um, the bestseller list this week. So we'll move on to nonfiction. No changes here at all. It hasn't even hasn't even jumped around. Number one is Braiding Sweetgrass with Robin Wall Kimmer. The Body Keeps Score by Bessel van der Kolk. All About Love, New Visions, Bell Hooks, Moss, One, A Survivor's Tale by Art Spiegelman. And rounding out the top five, A Swim in a Pond in the Rain by George Saunders. No uh, debuts on that list. I know that there's a new book out coming um, uh, that's just hitting the rounds called Gold Diggers, a novel by Sanja Sapien. Uh, it's just about American Indian immigrants with love, drugs, alchemy, and stories of the gold rush, both the 49ers and the tech bubble. So you get a little bit of everything with this thing. So that sounds like lots of fun. Indeed, bestsellers for children, early and middle grade readers. These are my kids that come in. I love these kids. Witchlings is number one by Clarabelle Ortega. The Ogress and the Orphans by Kelly Barnhill by Algonquin Young Readers is number two. The Last Quintessa, Donna Barbara Higura by Levin Querido Books. The Realm of the Blue Mist, is, this is a graphic novel, and it's part of the Reamer Chronicles, and it's the first one in this series, Amy Kim Kibushi, and this is a graphic novel, once again. And The Wing Bearer by Marjorie Liu, uh, it rounds out our top five. The Last Mapmaker is a debut by Christina Sintor-Novit, and this is going to be kind of a... Um, a lot of illustrations in this book uh, about this young lady who's decided that this is what she's going to do for a living, the last map maker. In the Young Adult, Gallant by V.E. Schwab, still at number one. The Girl from the Sea, this is also a graphic novel by Molly Knox Ostertag. The Firekeeper's Daughter by Angela Boulier. Number four, they both die at the end. Adam Silvera's been on the list for at least a year and a half. And the Hotel Magnifique by Emily J. Taylor rounds out our top five. Uh, no debuts there for uh, the young adults. So let's move on down to the <clears throat> indie bestsellers, the Children's Illustrated. Good Night Moon. I love this. It is now at number one again. This book has been out for, oh, almost 100 years, it seems like, uh, by Margaret Weiss Brown. And um, I'm not exactly sure which edition this is uh, available. You know, when they say Good Night Moon, I don't know if, if they consider it to be all the editions. But, of course, this comes in a hardcover. It comes in a paperback. It comes in a board book. And two different kinds of board books. So, you know, you've got four different options when you're buying Good Night Moon. Eric Carle, right behind her, The World of Eric Carle, The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Uh, I believe since it's this, they list the price at ten ninety nine, this would be the large board book on that one. Christopher Dennis, uh, The Night Owl, is just 
the cutest little book ever about an owl who that decides that he should be a knight and that he can do anything he wants to do. And so this is exactly the kind of book to read to your child at night who has sometimes a, a little bit of fear in there. And so you can prove to them they can do anything they want. Perfectly Pegasus by Jesse Singa. I love this book. The illustrations are just beautiful. She does the story and the illustrations. It's so lighthearted. It's so much fun about um, learning to uh, embrace your friends. I love Perfectly Pegasus. And at number five, we have Nana Loves You More. And, of course, this is by Jimmy Fallon. And he, you know, talked about that on his nightly show on there. We have One Debut, The Book of Questions by Pablo Neruda. It's illustrated by Paloma Valvida. And all kinds of questions on this one that's going to be answered on this book of questions. The children's series Wings of Fire by Tui Sutherland. Number one, The Heart Stopper by Alice Oseman. Cat Kid Comic Club hardcover uh, is number three. The Bad Guys. Uh, that's a series we're up to. Um, I think we're up to about 11 now with The Bad Guys. And The Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Um, we'll be looking for another one come the end of the summer on that book. But big series. So that takes care of, um, uh, let's see, that takes care of all of our kids' books. There's, there's one new one that's coming out that looks like it's going to be um, a lot of fun. It's called Donut, The Unicorn Who Wants to Fly. And this is by Laura Gale, and it's illustrated by Andrea Zuhl. This is such a cute picture book, and it's about dreams and perseverance. The illustrations are adorable, and they add so much to the written story. Um, I can't wait to see this one. I have not had this one in the store yet, but it will be coming, trust me, because the cover is just darling. And that's Donut, a little white unicorn that doesn't know how to fly. <laughs> all right. So that's all of our... Um, USA, or that's all of our uh, indie bestsellers. So let's move on to the USA today. I'm going to have to take a little drink here. That's fine. You may. You're allowed. <laughs> Performing as a solo artist today, we have Chris from the Bookshelf uh, on uh, Book Talk. It's uh, 946 at Country 103.9 WRBI. Probably not bad to do in the middle of the program anyway. People tuning in in the middle and wondering, what's this? <laughs> Absolutely. Wonderful. So let's move on to the USA Today and see what they're doing. Of course, this is across the country. The indie bestseller is just basically Michigan, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and Kentucky. So that's just right our area, what is selling. And, and this is actually, I do um, send my reports in once a week to say what I've sold. And that's how they determine the bestseller list for that list. So now we'll do USA Today. Um, debuting at number one is Viola Davis is Finding Me. And, of course, that's the celebrated actor shares her personal story of overcoming childhood poverty and dysfunction. Uh, it's very well written. It's got a, she's got a good voice. You know, if, you, if you're a fan of Viola Davis, as I am, I've seen her in a lot of movies. Um, 
she just has a way about her, although she's kind of almost like Meryl Streep. She can become a different person, uh, a, a different persona when you see her, so totally different. But when you read her book, um, you really hear her voice. You really feel like she's just across the room talking to you in this biography. I think because she doesn't really call attention to herself uh, apart from the roles too much, people may not realize how incredibly successful she is. She's the only African-American to win the Triple Crown. She's got an Academy Award, an Emmy, and two Tonys. Did you realize that? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, so, you know, we'll have to see if she can get to the trifecta and get a Grammy at some time. She'll have to, she'll have to read a story or do make an, an album of some kind. Um, but, you know, this was the thing. Viola Davis, They there were so many other black actors who felt that she wasn't pretty enough she didn't to be a uh, an Academy Award winning actress. She just didn't have that look that they felt was necessary as a black woman, not as a black person, but as a black woman. So um, this is re- this is really an interesting book. Uh, and 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 on, on the total flip side, uh, debuting in number two, we have Johnny the Walrus by Matt Walsh. Um, this is now this I, I find this kind of um, hmm, it says children listed as a children's book uh, Johnny who likes to play make believe is forced to make a decision between himself and what he pretends to be but this description is somewhat deceptive in that this book is really um, about how um, the LGBTQ um, family, uh, you know, of, of, of not necessarily protesters, but uh, of their um, their rights, um, is misplaced, and the ideology of the whole g- transgender situation is bunk, and that's kind of what this book is about. So I can't, you know, I don't, I don't know when they talk about woke books. <laughs> this one's kind of the flip side of that one. So it's going to be interesting. I think uh, it is a $20 board book, which was, the, that's what made me look this up because I thought, wait a minute, why would a board book, which is what they do for kids, be 20 bucks? So um, that's how I uh, did some research on this this book, Johnny the Walrus. Uh, debuting at number three uh, is the Palace Papers, and of course, this is by Tina Brown, and she does all that stuff about, you know, the British hierarchy over there. Uh, Inside the House of Windsor, the Truth and the Turmoil, and this was a big Mother's Day book. We sold quite a few copies of this. It's all about Queen Elizabeth and um, uh, Meghan and a whole bunch of them over there. Shadowfire by Christine Fian is also debuting, and this is our fourth uh, installment. Um, Shadow writer Ellie Achenbolt signs on to marry a woman who he never met. This is the seventh in this series um, on the Shadowfire. This should be a paperback, if I'm not mistaken. Most all of those uh, Shadow um, books are in paperback. Uh, At number five is the Cat Kid Comic Club. On Purpose by Dave Pilkey. This is, um, let's see, the third in this series with the Cat Kid. Of course, it's part of um, the uh, the other series. Melvin and their siblings are each trying to find their purpose, and this is the third one with the Cat Kid. It ends with us 
number six by Colleen Hoover. Uh, Colleen Hoover's books are still doing well. Jeff Tyrus by Tyrus. And Tyrus is a pro wrestler and a political commentator. He writes about his life and his dysfunctional upbringing to his current success. And we've got several people in town waiting for that one to come in. It hit hit the uh, information and promptly went out. And so uh, we're taking a little bit of time to get this reprinted, but we should have it in the next week or two. At number eight, Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. And like we said, that's going to hang around, I think, all summer long. And that movie is supposed to come out. I did look that up uh, July 15th. They were saying June sometime, but now they're saying July 15th. And not just Netflix. They're saying big screen. Yes. It's going to go on the big screen first. Um, uh, I And I don't know exactly how long it'll be there. Um, and, then, of course, it'll be some something of a delay. But, oh, this is definitely one that I would like to see in the theater, you know, on the big screen. Mm-hmm. That would be a lot of fun. That was such a great book and you know so you know this is the thing about when when we always say what do you want to do first you want to watch the movie or do you want to read the book and this one would be a toying cost because it does have an interesting ending and so let's hope that the movie uh, does the same treatment that the book does because sometimes they change those things at number nine is Dream Town by David Baldacci. And of course, we've got Aloysius Archer is back and he heads to LA and um, uh, is uh, immediately ensnared in a murder case. This is the third in that series by David Baldacci, who is a great writer, a lovely man. We had the opportunity to meet Dave. And um, you can see why all of his books do so well. And rounding out the top ten is Colleen Hoover's Verity. Just a few of hers that are on sparsed out throughout. Uh, the rest of them, and number 11 is The City on Fire by Don Winslow. That's also doing uh, debuting in our uh, indie bestseller list. The be- a Beautiful Woman sets off a war between the two criminal empires controlling New England. And this is kind of a take on the Iliad. So it's kind of interesting. I never think of a criminal empire in New England. I don't know why. I expect that to be in Detroit or New York, um, Atlanta, you know, all around, you know. But New England's kind of a sleepy area. That's uh, There's a, evidently a criminal empire there. Uh, number 12, Oh, the Places You Go by Dr. Seuss. Uh, it's graduation time for sure. The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And of course, once again, this is about the legendary film actress discusses her rise to fame with a journalist. And uh, that's kind of a, a fictional memoir. Uh, you can kind of guess this book is supposed to be about. Atomic Habits by James Clear is still doing well in the top 20. Immortal Rising by Lindsay Sands is debuting at number 15. Um, Stephanie McGill and Thorne are to have a future together, but they need to deal with their past. This is the 34th in this series. And um, Immortal Rising, you can kind of guess that this is all about vampires. So they're still hanging in there. Uh, Heartstopper, Volume 1. This is by Alice Oseman. This is coming up with a bullet. It was 49 last week. 
Uh, it's a youth book, Shy and Soft-Hearted Charlie Springs Friendship with a Rugby Player. Uh, Nick Nelson Evolve. So this is also a graphic novel. And uh, graphic novels are doing really well with the kids right now. Off with My Head by Saucy Schroeder. The Definitive Basic Witch Handbook, and I'm using the word witch rather than the other one, to Surviving yes. Rock Bottom. So this is a, um, a memoir about Stacy. I'm going to have to look her up and see who she is. I'm guessing the other word you're referencing is sorceress. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, all right. Off with my head is by Stacy Schroeder. Sounds like a lot of fun. At number 18, we have Run, Rose Run, Dolly Parton and James Patterson still doing well. Actually, her CD is doing well. Are you playing that on on um, on that radio station over there? Whatever we're called. Yeah. No, I don't think, mm-hmm. they've, I don't think they've gone for uh, country ads on that yet, but they may. You know, sometimes that lags a little yeah. bit. Okay. Run, Rose Run, she did, wrote the book with James Patterson and also did a new CD. We actually had several copies of the CD that we sold out and uh, we're waiting to see if we can get some more of those back in with the book. Colleen Hoover's Ugly Love is still here at number 19 and John Sanford's The Investigator. This is the Letty Davenport. This is the adopted daughter of Lucas Davenport, which is that series that was just fabulous by John Sanford, and um, that rounds out our top 20. So let's see if I can get my computer to wake up, wake up, because if I don't touch it, it goes dark. Um, Let's see. Let's see what we have coming out this week um, on sale. This week, of course, um, uh, Jennifer Weiner's The Summer Place. Of course, the, the the big one is the political book by... Um, let's see, we'll scroll down here and see, because I thought it would have been, you know, by Mark Hesper. Of course, he's been on uh, every talk show and everything. Um, a Sacred Oath, Memoirs of a Secretary of Defense During Extraordinary Times. So it just seems like every time, every whip stitch, there's another book out on one from someone that was in the administration of, of, of Donald Trump as coming out with their take on what went on. That comes out today. Um, I think it should be driving around Batesville as we speak. Uh, Chris Mahalian is back uh, with The Lioness. Chris does some really great stuff. Um, of course, we uh, know him from um, oh, so many that I think that that he's done The Flight Attendant, which is the HBO that's doing so well was one of his books and one of his stories. Um, who else do we have coming out today? Uh, I love this. Mac Barnett, of course, is a children's writer, and he has visited Batesville not once but twice. And his new book is The First Cat in Space Ate Pizza. And so this is going to be a lot of fun. I can, I can just see it. Um... So, let's see, how many do we have out? We have 603 books coming out today. Um, obviously, I didn't get all 603, <laughs> but we we try to get some of them. And next week, uh, oh my, it's going to be a slow week, only 388, but a lot of fun ones. A lot for the kids are coming out next week. 
So, uh, yeah, they're getting ready for the, the kids to um, have their summer vacations. And uh, there's a new pizza cat. There's the bloom and the flower and the dragon. Lots of branches to read while they're on vacation. So, uh, great stuff coming. Oh.